Today's episode is brought to you by the new Yelp for Restaurants. In July 2020, hundreds of hospitality professionals and enthusiasts at Yelp banded together to create a new team dedicated entirely to the betterment of restaurants. Check out our latest project together, the Restaurant Marketing School podcast at restaurants.yelp.com forward slash marketing school or wherever you get your podcast. Now here we go. I watch the young basketball players. They sleep with the ball. They wake up to the ball. They got the ball with them at breakfast, dude. They bounce the ball to the schoolyard like they're with the ball all the time. If you want to be great at something, you have to be obsessed. No one in the history of the world has ever become successful because they were a part-time. Welcome to Full Comp, a show offering insight into the hospitality industry, featuring restaurateurs, thought leaders, and innovators. Served up on the house. Are you ready to level up? The Pineapple Post is launched and I'd like for you to be a part of it. It's a newsletter for people like you, people who want to learn and improve. It's delivered every Sunday and packed with stories, videos, and audio content from the brightest minds in our industry. We're covering the latest news, innovations, and trends to inform and inspire the way you do business. When you're serious about your work and you're ready to take it to the next level, The Pineapple Post is here to help. Sign up at pineapplepost.news. I hope you'll check it out. There are roughly 1,300 self-made billionaires in the world. And that may seem like a big number, but when you compare that to the 7.8 billion people on the planet, it seems like a very small number. How did they get there? Was it luck or skill or some combination of the two? Today, we delve into the aspirational story of billionaire real estate tycoon Grant Cardone, who elected to go back to zero just to see if he could do it all over again. I think everybody has an addictive ability to play a game, to be on Clubhouse, to do too much of something, right? The question is, are you going to do too much of the good shit? Well, that's really what you've done, right? Like you focused on mastery. Yes, yes. And what I did was I didn't try to get rid of some addictive quality. I'm like, no, no, I'm going to go all in on this deal. I watch the young basketball players. They sleep with the ball. They wake up to the ball. They got the ball with them at breakfast, dude. They bounce the ball to the schoolyard like they're with the ball all the time. Like you got to be obsessed. If you want to be great at something, you have to be obsessed. No one in the history of the world has ever become successful because they were a part-timer. And it's going to look like an addiction to everybody else. I was listening to Jeff Bezos today talk about he took a five-day vacation to France and he came back and he wanted to run into his office (laughs) because something's pulling him. I need something to pull me, not somebody to push me. If you're getting pushed in life, if somebody's having to push you every day, it's because you don't have nothing pulling you. And so I am very much an advocate of like, When I got out of treatment, I'm going to flip this addiction to something positive. The only thing I had was a job I hated. Mm -hmm. And if this works on something you hate, imagine what it would do if you loved it. And I basically just poured myself into a sales job. It's the only job I could get. I've made a habit of taking whatever's in front of me, even if I don't want to eat it, even if I hate it, and learning how to make something great out of it. And I think out of your sales experience came this understanding of money, which I think is super relevant in this moment in time. Well, the sales game, really what I came to understand out of the sales game was the understanding that other people have my money. 
Yeah. And that sales is really another people's money game. It's an OPM game. So like I've never spent a dollar of my own money in almost 40 years. If I want something, I go sell something. Somebody pays me commission. I get commission. And then maybe I spend something. That's what I really do today to buy my apartments. I go sell something. We fill up our 10X growth conference. That event will do five to $7 million. I take the 5 million or the 7 million and I invest in real estate. Okay. I didn't buy the real estate. I put on an event. People paid me. I deliver a great event. I invested $5 million. I paid my 5 million back plus another 7 million. It makes money. I take the 7 million. I put it into a piece of real estate that pays me forever. So sales is all about contact. That's why when Discovery came to me and said, could you do Undercover Billionaire? Dude, I knew I could do it. I had been preparing for this role my whole life, in real life. I don't have anything. I want something. Who's got my money? Who's got my shoes? Who's got my education? Who's got my real estate investment? Who's got my car? Who's got what I want? Who's got my dreams? And some people right now are grinding their teeth and hate. I hate this guy already. But if you watch the show, you're not going to hate me. You're going to see me go to nothing. I have no money. They give me a beat up truck. I have no contacts. I can't use my credit facility. I can't even use my name. Okay. I have to shave my head just to stay (laughs) undercover because if anybody finds out who I am, I can't use that business. I can't use that money. And I have to build a million dollar business in 90 days with no money, no contacts and without using my name. What was your plan going into it? During COVID. (laughs) So when did you guys shoot? Well, we started shooting in late February. COVID hadn't hit yet. I did 10 days in Pueblo, got a little traction, which If you watch the show and you really break down what I had, in 10 days, I had $60,000, $40,000 asset, $2,300 truck. I had a $100 restaurant tab and a hundred bucks in my pocket. I had over $100,000 worth of assets in 10 days and I hadn't spent one penny. Now, what's the root of the success? Is it an understanding of money? Is it salesmanship? No, it's understanding people, dude. It's understanding people. I don't need money. I need people. So I had three plans when I hit town and Discovery's like, what's the plan? And I said, dude, the plan is number one, I get rid of the hundred dollars. They gave me a hundred bucks. I'm gonna bring it to the bank. And they're like, why are you bringing it to the bank? You need the money. I'm like, I'll show you later. Watch. I don't need a hundred dollars. I don't need any money. Number two, I need to start making contacts. The only thing I measured the first 10 days was how many contacts I can make. Qualified contacts. I'm not talking about somebody that's down and out. Look, I don't have time for down and out right now. Fuck, I'm down and out. I don't need to join down and out. I'm trying to get up and out. So I got to pick very selectively my contacts. So my goal was to make a hundred contacts in 10 days of qualified, able, and willing business people that could lift me up. And the third thing that I did was look for a business that was for sale in order to find a place to sleep. And that's what I did the first day. First three things, I got rid of my hundred. Second thing, I went to a gym. Why do I go to a gym? To meet people. Easiest place in the world to meet people is in a gym. Hey, man, can you give me a set here? Can I help you out? Okay, hey, you done right here? Easiest place in the world to talk to somebody. Hey, man, I saw you doing this crunch, man. That's a great crunch. Why do you do it like that? See, it's easy to talk to people. And the third thing I did was I went and called on a guy that had a business for sale. It's in the paper. I just put Pueblo businesses for sale, RV park. And that's where I found my first night to sleep. 
That's incredible, man. And it's super relevant to where we are now because so many people are down and out and have nothing and are restarting their entire lives. Yeah, dude, they're rebooting, pivoting. I had to pivot. I'm 10 days in Pueblo and the country gets shut down. Yeah. I picked up my first check and then Discovery comes to me and says, project over. I'm like, what? What do you mean project over, bro? I'm just getting started. They're like, no, it's over. They're shutting the country down. I didn't even know. I thought they were jacking around with me. So they're like, no, no, it's over. And I'm like, fuck, I just gave you guys 10 days of my damn life, man. What do you mean it's over? And the country got shut down. 40 million people would get let go. My little idea about this TV show gets scrapped. I got to come back. I got seven companies over here. They're all struggling. I got 9,000 apartments. I'm hearing that everybody's going to be able to never pay rent again. I'm freaking terrified. I miss my kids. We're all worried about this new thing called COVID-19. Trump is going crazy. Like the whole world's freaking falling apart. I don't know what to believe. You guys don't know what to believe, but I watched 40 million people lose their jobs. I'm like, shit, dude, we getting ready to go to a new world order. Yeah. And it was terrifying. Right. And then two months later, I get a phone call from discovery. You ready to go back to Pueblo? (laughs) (laughs) Getting hit in the face the first time when you don't know it's coming, you get hit in the face. That's one thing. When I tell you, I'm going to hit you in the face again. Then you got to get ready for it. See, I didn't know when I went to Pueblo what was going to happen to me the first time. The second time I knew. And it was harder to go back, Josh, than it was to go the first time. Because of the obstacles you knew you would face because of missing your family? Yeah, because, man, it was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Number one, I got altitude sickness. See, I didn't pick the city. I wouldn't pick. There's no way I pick an altitude city because altitude's very difficult on me. Okay, it's kind of my kryptonite. I mean, anything above about 7,000 feet and my body just gets freaked out. This didn't happen 20 years ago, but it happens today. So number one, I knew I was going to get altitude sickness. When we flew in the first time, I didn't know where we were going there. Second time, I knew we were going back to Pueblo. So I got altitude sickness for seven days and it was crushing on me. It was very, very difficult to work every day. It was very difficult to think because it causes a bit of confusion. When we went back, 40 million people were out of work, bro. Like the household income of Pueblo is only $24,000. It was 8% unemployment before COVID. It was double the national average. I mean, if you watch the show, have you seen the show at all? I have. Well, they follow two other women and one of them gets to go to Tacoma. (laughs) Tacoma is like New York City compared to Pueblo. Right. And then the other one gets to go to Fresno. I'm like, that's not a bad deal. Send me to Fresno. So all you guys got to do is like, look at the drone shots of Tacoma. Look at a drone shot of Pueblo. Look at a drone shot of Fresno and look at one of Pueblo. And you're like, Cardone got the worst deal. They got nice trucks. I got a piece of shit truck, you know? (laughs) And, And I'm not complaining. It's all good with me. I'm fine. Because that's what people go through every day. My truck doesn't work. My heater doesn't work. I'm worried about a place to live. Look, I've been evicted from an apartment before. I've been out of a place to sleep. I know how to hustle that. And as long as I stay committed to the task. But when I went back, when they asked me to go back, I wasn't committed anymore. I was committed the first time. Dude, I had to revamp my commitment. And now I'm going back and I'm worried about my companies. The first time I went, fuck, I wasn't worried about my companies. It was going to be the best year we ever had in the history of my business. That's the best time to go on a dumbass project like this. Okay. You don't want to go back when your businesses are getting hit. For sure. When your businesses are under threat. 
when COVID and all this mystery of COVID is in the environment, my wife and kids, I got to leave them. I got to go back over there. Like everything was 10x worse when I got back to Pueblo. So it made the challenge of going back. See, I could have killed it right then and said, just scratch the project. Nobody will know I did it. I don't lose my brand. We'll just bury it. COVID killed it. Wasn't my fault. And that could have been my cover. Yeah. Probably should have done that, by the way. Because now Discovery would be freaking begging me to do the third season. What did you learn about yourself through the project? Well, I learned so many things. Like not having anything was very liberating, uh, almost unexplainable event for me. Not having money was actually very cool. Having this old truck, I got a Rolls and a G63 out there. Dude, that old truck that I drove around every day, old beat up truck, leather seats all messed up, heater works sometimes, sometimes. It didn't even bother me. Mm -hmm. So it was very refreshing to not have a bunch of cool shit around me. I don't know why. I can't even explain it. But it was humbling, but it was very liberating. Would you say realigned your values? Realign my values? Eh, Maybe so. Maybe I hadn't thought about it like that. It was just very liberating. I don't think my values are messed up. I'm not a very materialistic person. I like nice stuff, but I'm not driven by it. I don't have to have it. There was something about not having the watch and even like some of the brand, like my 10X, I wasn't Cardone Capital. I didn't have the, dude, I was nobody. There Mm -hmm. was something very liberating about being this new Lewis Curtis guy and trying to figure out how to create this new character. It was just very, very liberating. Not having to go to Starbucks because I don't have any money. I don't have to eat acai bowls. I don't have any money. When you don't have money, the choices get pretty clear. Okay, I'm going to go float in the river today because it doesn't cost anything. Right. That makes sense. Uh, I'm going to negotiate a better deal on the apartment I get because I don't have any money anyway. I'm not going to go buy a computer. I'm going to get somebody to lend me one. Like the creativity just pops out of the roof. If you don't have money and you got a commitment, you'll figure it out. And that's the thing that Discovery couldn't take away from me. My ability to mock up a commitment was the other big spiritual awakening for me was you cannot break Grant Cardone. You can take away my money, the plane, the name. You can take away my hair. You can take away all of my social media, take away my watch and my cars, but I'm still me. If I was to ever do this again, it would be for that. It wouldn't be for any other reason. For the folks that are watching, what do you hope they take away from seeing you on the show? I'm hoping that people get, well, I know they will get this. If you watch the show, there's no way you ever use money or time as an excuse again. It's impossible. The first two reasons people say they don't make it is they don't have time and they don't have money. I don't have either one of those. The third reason people say is because nobody knows them. I don't have time, I don't have money, and nobody knows me. And I'm going to show you, you don't need time, you don't need money, but you do need people to get to know you. The only way to make it is number three. You don't need time and you don't need money, but you do need contacts. That's Grant Cardone. Be sure to check out Undercover Billionaire on the Discovery Channel. If you want to tell us your story, hear previous episodes, or check out our other content, go to restaurants.yelp.com forward slash full comp. Thank you so much for listening to the show. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. While you're there, please leave us a review. A special thanks to Yelp for helping us spread the word to the whole hospitality community. I'm Josh Copel. You've been listening to Full Comp.